Hey friends, welcome back to the Alex Makes VR podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about, is the VR industry right for you? Should you be working in this industry? We're going to dive into all of that and uh, all of my kind of hot takes on the kind of person that should be diving into VR versus those who maybe not so much uh, in this episode. But before we dive in, uh, if you've got a subject that you want me to talk about on future episodes, if you've got any ideas or uh, subjects that I have touched on, but you'd like to hear me go a bit deeper on, um, for example, someone reached out the other day to say, could you elaborate on how you go about getting grants and funding for original VR pieces? So I've got an episode coming up about that at some point. Um, so yeah, if you've got any suggestions, please reach out to me on social media. Uh, it's Alex Makes VR on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and also I send out a fairly regular newsletter with all of my kind of inside tips and tricks, some motivation, some practical business advice, um, as well as probably uh, anything that I'm paying attention to in the VR industry. So if you want to sign up for that newsletter, you can sign up at alexmakesvr.com. So is the VR industry right for you? Should you be working in VR? Or however else I decide to phrase this when I come up with the actual title of this episode. This is something I've been thinking a lot about recently. And I know I say that about a lot of subjects, but it really is. This one is front and centre for me because I have to be really honest and say that over the the kind of four or five years that I've been in this industry, I have absolutely had a very love-hate relationship with VR. I think from a macro point of view, if you are the kind of person that loves technology, loves the challenge, loves the kind of uh, the endorphin rush of being up against a ridiculously hard thing to pull off and and then being able to see that project come to fruition and you're the kind of person that will you know hustle and 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 kind of indulge the struggle of it because you know that the payoff is going to be so worth it then maybe this industry is for you if you are the kind of person that wants things to be fairly easy. Um, And I don't mean that patronizingly. I just mean, you know, if you want to be able to watch a load of YouTube videos and learn exactly how to do uh, everything, if you want your work to be seen by a lot of people, um, if you want the journey of going from coming up with the idea to making it, to getting out to audiences, to be quick and quite simple, this industry is probably not for you. I think the biggest thing you have to think about is what about VR kind of draws you in in the first place? For me, I didn't really know anything about the VR industry when I actually jumped into it. All I knew is that the first time I put on a headset, I was like, wow, this is like nothing I've ever experienced before. This makes me so excited. As a filmmaker, it kind of opened all of these new opportunities in my mind like wow like I've I've never thought about the idea of telling a story where you could actually feel like you were there like this opens up like this whole new world of storytelling and then the more I kind of dove into uh 
into the industry, the more I got more involved, the more I started meeting people in the industry and learning about the different technologies and learning about the kind of subsections of the VR industry. Because that's the thing, VR is is actually a it's it's a small niche thing, but actually within it, there are so many different sub niches of different kinds of creators and different kinds of projects, different kinds of businesses. Um, and so I kind of came into it beautifully blind, I guess. And as such, I didn't really question whether or not this was the right industry for me to be working in because I just went, I just started going. And admittedly, I got in 2015, 2016. So around the kind of, um, the, it was kind of like a resurgence of, of, of interest in VR at that point. There was a lot of money being pumped in. Oculus had just come out with their um, first developer kits for the Rift. Uh, brands were super excited about this new thing. They had, you know, they were going to throw money at it. Some of the first projects that I ever worked on for brands, like they just like literally threw money at these projects without even really thinking about, oh, how are we actually going to like get people to see this though? And so it was a really promising time and there was a lot of momentum in the industry back then because it was, again, it was like this whole new lease of life for this medium that has been around technically for decades, but it was like, oh, finally, it's this like new resurgence. Um... So it was very different to how it is right now. Right now in 2020, we are absolutely in um, what Gartner describes as the trough of disillusionment, which if you don't know what that is, um, Gartner, uh, I don't actually know who they are. I'm assuming there's some kind of analytics company. I probably should have looked that up. But anyway, they have this thing called the hype cycle. If you don't know what that is, Google it, or I'll put a link in the show notes, if I remember, um, to a Gartner's hype cycle, which basically looks at the, the hype cycle in which every new technology has to go through in order to make it to mainstream. It's not just a linear line upwards in terms of adoption. It's absolutely this roller coaster ride. You know, you go through different, like, exactly what it sounds like the hype cycle is you you go up you know everyone's excited everyone's like buzzing about it oh my god new technology and then it's like uh, slowly like people are like uh, actually uh the initial buzz wears off and it's kind of a bit like dating <laughs> if you think about you know like when you're like first meet someone and you're like super into them and you're like yes oh my god I'm obsessed ah oh, I'm so excited and you've got the rose tinted glasses about it and then you know, after like a while, you start to like notice their flaws and you start to see them for uh, being a person who is, uh, who is, um, yeah, who isn't necessarily great all the time. And then maybe you realise after a few months, actually, you're a bit of a dick and like you're not bringing any value to my life. So bye. So, you know, it's kind of like that with technology. And until technology crosses, um, crosses like a certain threshold uh, and and can sustain itself. Uh, it can, you know, it adds value to people's lives. It's cheap enough for people to adopt it. It's, um, there's enough content and there is enough reason why someone would want to spend time uh, in a VR headset, then we won't necessarily get to the kind of, and don't get me wrong, uh, we are Although we are in that trough, we are absolutely in a place where, especially during this pandemic, um, the money seems to have kind of like frozen. No one wants to spend money on this stuff other than in the enterprise sector. 
uh, and the and the gaming sector to some extent, although I don't know because I'm not a gamer. So I hold my hands up and say I'm not the most well-versed person with what's going on in that ecosystem. But from what it looks like, it seems like there's a lot of steam, <laughs> pun intended, um, behind like the VR gaming side of things. Um, and enterprise, definitely, like definitely seeing like still a, a, a exponential growth in that area. But everywhere else, um, it seems, especially on the consumer side of things, there's definitely been a drop off. Brands, uh, marketing, they don't want to they don't want to do VR activations. They're too expensive uh, and they don't reach as many people as they could if they did like just a traditional brand video that they could run Facebook ads against and be seen by tens of millions within like a week. Um, So, yeah, that's. It's a lot harder and there's a lot less money in the system for VR right now. If if you're coming at it from more of like a creating content for an end consumer or creating something that isn't necessarily in the B2B space that has a massive return on investment. So with that being said, I think that if you're the kind of person like I am, admittedly, like, and it kills me, I wish I wasn't like this. I can see where this technology is going, and I'm sure you can too. I, I'm sure that the reason you're even entertaining the idea of being in the VR industry, or if you are in the industry, whether or like the reason you've stuck to it for so long is because fundamentally you believe in the technology. You believe in what it can do for people, for the world. You want to see it uh, evolve and get to the place where you yourself would use it for six, seven, eight hours a day like we do with our phones. And with that, sometimes that is enough to kind of carry you through. I've had so many conversations with people during during COVID about, you know, the fact that is this a good time to reevaluate? Is this a good time to step away? Like, is this a good time to, you know, are, are we done with VR guys? Are we, are we tired? Are we like, you know what? We had a good run, but you know, the slog, (laughs) let, let some new whippersnappers come in with loads of passion and motivation and enthusiasm that haven't been like bashed down for the last four years of like the craziness of the roller coaster of the VR industry and let them like pick up the torch and run with it for a bit uh to push this medium forward is that what we is that are we agreeing this guys what are, what are we what are we saying but what it comes down to and for me this is absolutely the case is from a macro point of view from that big high level big picture point of view I believe in VR more than ever. I believe in immersive tech more than ever. I genuinely believe that VR will revolutionise everything in our lives. It will take years. I don't believe that this is a five-year thing. I do believe that this is a decade away, at least, until like we're at the point where, you know, like we are with mobile phones, where it's just like common to use a VR headset for longer than 15 minutes at a time um but I fundamentally believe in it I genuinely do and I mean that like from the bottom of my heart and I'm sure that you listening uh whether or not you're new to VR or whether you're already in the industry I'm sure that you think that too and that's what keeps us going right but within that that doesn't necessarily have to mean that all you do is VR so for me 
a really big thing that I've like had to kind of come to terms with is actually for the past, I don't know, maybe 12 months, I've absolutely been at the point of burnout with just purely making VR projects because every single, the thing you need to know is, you know, coming back to the question of is VR right for you in terms of, uh, is this something that you should be working in? Um, Every VR project is a slog. Every single VR project will have a million challenges and they might be different challenges every single time because the tech advances so quickly and there's always a new workflow. There's always a new way of doing things. There's always like uh, a new kind of taste that people have or there's a new behavior um, or there's a new feature like something like hand tracking or something or there's like a new... um, piece of equipment that you have to like learn how to port to or things like that there's always something every single project you do in VR will be some kind of challenge it's not going to be as simple as recording a video on your phone and uploading it to YouTube and bam essentially the world's your oyster so I realized about a year ago that I needed to slow down not try and do as many VR projects and actually take a little bit of time away to do some other things that give me fulfillment. Hence the podcast. Hence this. Hence talking to you guys. Hence focusing a bit more on like putting out some kind of like content. And especially like also leaning into the fact that yes, I work in VR and yes, I make VR and that is my thing. That is my brand. Like Alex makes VR. Like I make VR. Yes. But I'm also a multifaceted human who really loves self-development and big think philosophy and I love to have those deep kind of conversations with my friends and my family and just everyone in general really like if I always say like oh if you've got a subject or uh, something you want me to talk about on the podcast like you can dm me but you can dm me about anything dm me about my thoughts on I don't know Nietzsche's philosophy I don't even know whether that's how you pronounce it Nietzsche Nietzsche's not Nietzsche I think but anyway um Coming back to the point, having uh, taking the pressure off myself actually and going, you know what, VR is really hard yeah, and it's okay to like go through periods of like working very hard on VR projects and working on something that you believe in, but then also taking some time away to work on some other stuff, you know, and balancing it. One thing actually I've been thinking about is um, as we're kind of going into pre-production on bad news, which is... Um, I feel like I keep repeating this, but just in case this is your first time tuning into the podcast, Bad News is uh, my latest um, VR dystopian drama, which has been funded by the British Film Institute Network. And um, we're going into pre-production, hopefully in production early next year. Um, It's a really big deal. I'm very excited by it. But there are so many moving pieces to that project that even sometimes when I sit down to start working on it, I get very overwhelmed very quickly because there is a lot involved Um, and because it's a relatively small budget, um, it's a case of like, okay, you know, you, when you work with smaller budgets, you do have to like take more on yourself. It's not like you can just have like, okay, well, I'll just hire three other people to like deal with that headache and they can look at the logistics of trying to shoot that scene or whatever it might be. Um, And absolutely, I'm now at a point where I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to take my time with that project and 
and I'm going to I'm going to make it the project that I want it but also acknowledging that it's going to be a real hard slog and there's going to be a million challenges and it's going to require a lot of people to be involved and there'll be a lot of decision making and actually that takes a lot of brain power and at the moment I'm actually like quite enjoying just the autonomy of being able to do little projects by myself you know and like Maybe that's something to think about, because even if you do work in VR, um, maybe you don't always need to work on those big VR projects. Maybe you don't always need to be doing the most cutting edge, the most crazy, new, advanced thing. Maybe it's okay to also take the time to just work on little passion projects, you know, work on your own little things. I remember when I first started making little original um, like 360 films, um, and one of my favourite things was during the period that we were making Key to Like, which was very stressful and that had lots of moving parts to it, as well as no budget. So that was exciting. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like kind of balancing that out by literally just me and my Samsung Gear 360, one of my first 360 cameras. Um, and I was uh, staying at my brother's house and they, uh, him and his wife had a, ham- they had a hamster at the time that they'd taken in. Um, that's a long story. <laughs> but I remember just like getting inspired to make like a little film that I wanted to like play around with perspective. And I like made this terrible, like it's never seen the life of day. I don't even think I finished editing the full thing, but this terrible little short film about being a hamster. And like, I was, uh, it was like swapping perspective between me and the hamster. And we're, we're like having this conversation about, um, you know, being on the hamster wheel of life, basically. Everything I do basically has these kind of uh, big, uh, what does life mean undertones. Uh, you'll know that if you've seen any of my projects. But, um, but yeah, and that was really satisfying. And I needed that kind of like little little side thing that I could just do by myself with no real challenges because I was just going to keep it super simple, two camera setups, super basic. Like I was going to write the script. It's only me involved. I like acted in it. So it was like, it was something just so simple, but it was for me and it was just easy to do. And I think that's the thing that's missing from VR at the moment is everything is 10 times harder than other mediums. So it can sometimes feel like a real challenge. And that's something that you need to be aware of if you're not in the VR industry yet. Um, that That is basically the reality of every project. Firstly, you fight for your money. And then secondly, you have to try and make that money go as far as possible in a medium that is 10 times harder to make than any other medium. So... Those are those are my kind of general thoughts on the subject. I don't want this to sound like discouraging because I think there's absolutely a place for everyone in the VR industry. And like I said, if you are the kind of person like me who fundamentally believes in the future of this technology, then you need to be part of this industry. You need to have your say about what this technology ends up being, what it's used for, what kind of content you can consume on it. We want, you know, we want as many people as possible to come into the industry. That's why I'm so passionate about you know, giving you all the tips and tricks and exploring things with you that um, I'm thinking about or or I'm, I've learned along the way just so that we can, that you can join this industry so that you can get in so that there are no barriers to entry. Well, they're as low as they can be given the fact that it's a quite expensive medium to even, even just 
to jump into as a beginner. Obviously, it's not like, uh, again, filmmaking, you've already got a phone in your pocket. So much easier than a 360 where you would have to buy the 360 camera in order to start making stuff. But anyway, and the headsets, we won't go there. But anyway, all this to say, I think if you are the kind of person there's a little bit of a sadomasochist and you you kind of like challenges because although they do your absolute head in you love the the buzz of the fulfillment of actually finishing something and it's like god that was the hardest thing I've ever done but I feel so good for having done it that is absolutely this is absolutely the industry for you if you believe in the technology if you are resilient if you are able to deal with rejection um in order to for, for like the long-term benefit of yourself, this is the industry for you. If you are excited about playing in a new medium that has pretty much no rules set, so literally it's a it's the wild, wild west. Like you come in and you do your thing, like because there are no rules in this thing yet. You can come in, you can create your own thing that there is no rule book to follow to even break the rules. It's like we know nothing really about this medium in the scheme of things. So if you're the kind of person that really gets off on the the idea of like coming in and helping shaping a medium from the ground up, then this is an industry for you. Okay, I think uh, I think I've covered everything (laughs) from what I uh, from what I was kind of thinking about just before I started this episode. But yeah, uh, let me know if you're someone that's contemplating jumping into the industry reach out. Let me know what you're thinking of doing. Let me know if there's anything I can help with. If you're already in the industry and you're struggling, but you needed a boost to remind you why you're in this industry in the first place, reach out. Let me know if this helped. Or if you just decided to quit overnight because of this uh, episode. Well, you know, maybe long-term butterfly effect. This is a this is going to be a good thing for your life. And And this is the thing. It's okay either way. I know people that I met at events like two or three years ago who did step away for a couple of years because they needed to do something else because it was too hard. And they've stepped back now. And it's amazing. They've got this new lease of life. They're re-energized. They're excited about the medium again because there's been so much advancement since then. So either way is fine. It's just getting that balance right. And it's just recognizing... It's being self-aware and recognising what kind of projects you want to work on and the kind of person that you are and can you deal with the realities um, of this industry. So there you go, guys. That's my thoughts on should you be working in the VR industry. If you like this episode or if you've got any comments, any follow-up, like I say, hit me up on social media, Alex Makes VR on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you could take two seconds on the podcast app that you're on just to follow or subscribe to the podcast, it would mean the world to me. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could take two seconds just to give me a five-star rating, I would really, really appreciate that. Apparently, it's good for the algorithm or, you know, that AI master that we're all slaves to. <laughs> um, and like I say, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, I'm sending out all of my best tips and tricks and insider scoops, probably a few hot takes in there as well. You can sign up for the newsletter at alexmakesvr.com. And with that being said, I'll speak to you very, very soon, my friend.